Metamorphs Aloud, Book 11, The Forgotten, Nothing is What It Seems. This is a fan production of the series Animorphs, which was written by K.A. Applegate and is owned by Scholastic. Read aloud by Rena Gale. Chapter 1, 1.22 p.m. My name is Jake. I can't tell you my last name or where I'm from. That would just help the Yerks. They'd love to find me and my friends. They'd love to know who we are, even what we are. Knowing my last name isn't important for you. What you need to know is that everything I'll tell you here is true. It's real. It's actually happening. Right now. The Yerks are among us. The Yerks are us. They're a parasitic species. They live inside the bodies of other beings. They take over your mind and body. Controllers. That's what you call a creature that is ruled by a Yerk. A controller. Something that looks human, acts human, sounds human, but whose mind is Yerk. They're everywhere. They can be anyone. Think of the one person in the whole world that you trust the most. Think of that one special person. And now realize, believe, accept the fact that they might not be the person you think they are. Deal with the reality that behind those friendly, loving eyes lives a gray slug. That's what a yerk looks like in its natural state. Just a gray slug. They enter your head, squeezing through the ear canal, and flatten themselves out to envelop your brain. You know all those nooks and crannies in brains? You've probably seen pictures in school. Well, the yerk forms itself into those nooks and crannies, and it ties into your mind. You wake up, and you want to scream, but you can't. You can't scream. You can't move your eyes, or raise your finger, or make yourself walk. The yerk controls you. You're still alive. You can still see what's happening. Your eyes move and focus, but you're not moving them. You can still hear your own mouth speaking and using your voice. You can feel it when the yerk opens up your memories and looks through them. You can hear the yerk laughing at you as it pries into your every secret. I know. Been there. For a few days, I was a controller. The Yerks are here, all right. Their mothership is parked in high orbit right now. It's hidden from human radar, but it's there. And the Yerk super-evil leader, Visser Three, is there, too. We are being invaded. We are being enslaved. We are losing our own planet, and we don't even know it. My friends and I fight the Yerks, but we're just five kids. Well, five kids and one Andalite. Yes, we have some amazing powers, but we're still desperately weak and outnumbered compared to the force of the Yerk invasion. We are the only humans resisting the Yerks. We may be the only hope that Earth has. We have a lot on our shoulders. Which is why I really, really, really did not see why I had to have more suffering piled on. Wasn't I under enough stress? Life wasn't bad enough. 
We had to have square dancing. Square dancing. The horror. The CD player was blasting out screaming cat fiddle music, which, in my opinion, is possibly the worst music ever created. The lights in the classroom seemed blazingly bright compared to the dark gray clouds outside. The teacher was standing off to the side. She was wearing that smug, satisfied look teachers sometimes get when they know they are grinding the students' last nerves. Now promenade left! Bow to your partner, do do the stereo drill instructor yelled. I promenaded, which consists of walking like a big honking goober around in a circle. And then I bowed, a strange, jerky sort of movement. And finally, my least favorite thing, I did a do do Or as the shrieking, yammering voice on the CD said, do do You call that a do do Rachel sneered as I high-stepped backward around her. Don't mess with me, Rachel, I warned. Smile, Jake. Big smile, Rachel said. We are happy while dancing. Happy. She was so totally enjoying torturing me. Rachel is my cousin. She's an anamorph, too. Now swing your partner back to the left and promenade. Promenade this, I muttered darkly. I grabbed Rachel to swing her. I was considering swinging her into the nearest wall. But although Rachel may look like some dippy, clueless type, she is a lot closer to being Xena Warrior Princess. In other words, I'm just a little scared of Rachel. I've seen her in lots of battles. You just really don't want to make her too mad. You really, really don't. Excellent swing, Rachel mocked me. Now you're getting into it. I can just picture you in a string tie, cowboy boots, maybe a bright red checked western shirt. Don't push it, Rachel, I warned again. Then the worst possible thing happened. As I was promenading yet again, I heard Rachel yell, Hey Cassie, come by to watch? My heart sank. Cassie is another member of our team. She is also someone I really kind of like, if you know what I mean and I really didn't want to watch her watching me as I stomped clumsily around the circle. The sight of me, big old Jake, galumping around in time to fiddle music was guaranteed to destroy any affection Cassie had for me. I mean, I was making myself sick. I could just imagine how I looked to Cassie. I met Cassie's gaze. She was standing in the doorway of the classroom. And she was laughing. She was laughing with her entire body. She was in convulsions. I was so relieved. See, I was afraid I'd get a pity look. Instead, she was cracking up. Tears were rolling down her face as I tosy doed right in front of her. You find this funny? Me trying to dance? Cassie couldn't talk. She was laughing too hard. She just nodded. What could I do? I started laughing, too. There wasn't anything else to do. Oh, maybe one other thing. I grabbed Cassie's hands and pulled her into the circle. Rachel backed away, letting Cassie take her place in the pattern. Cassie stopped laughing. No way, she said, alarmed. Let's see you, Dosey Doe, I said. 
I grabbed her and swung her, and in a breathless voice she whispered, I just came by to tell you something. Tobias wants us. Right after school lets out. It's something big. I took a deep breath. Suddenly, I wasn't in the mood to laugh anymore. Tobias wouldn't say something big unless it was something big. And something big meant something bad these days. Cassie and I had to obey the music and separate then, but a few seconds later, we rejoined in the pattern, bowing to each other. I guess square dancing doesn't seem so bad now, huh? Cassie asked me. Yeah, right. It would take more than the danger of sudden death to make square dancing okay, I said. A lot more. I did some more promenading. I did some more bowing. I did some more do doing But my thoughts were already running ahead, wondering what Tobias had seen, and just how much of a mess it would end up being. Then, flash! I fell! I fell down and down through the green, green trees! A branch! I snatched at it with my hand and swung and released, then flew through the air and caught another branch. I wrapped my tail around the branch and turned to look back. Monkeys were swinging toward me through the high treetops of the jungle. I was giddy. It was a rush. It was... Flash! Cassie was smiling and looking a little strangely at me. The music was done. The class was breaking up. Are you okay? Cassie asked me. Yeah, yeah, I said, shaking off the weird vision. Daydreaming? Cassie asked me. I guess so, I said. I wonder what Tobias wants. Do you have any idea? I was too weirded out to really respond. One second, I'd been square dancing. The next second, I'd been swinging through the trees. And both moments had been real.